coming up to quarter past six on your Tuesday morning. Once again, welcome along to the show. Good morning, Matt Dyson. Good morning, David. Hello, Glenn Moore. Hello. Producers Mark and Will. Hello, hello, hello. So, it's a mugs game. But everybody wants one. They want to get their hands on this black ceramic beauty. And I didn't realise there are two versions of there the mug. Are, yeah, yeah. You pointed it out to me, Matt. The original was all black, black on the outside, black inside. And now we have a white interior. Yeah, which is going to help the taste of the beverage. In some people's psychology, they some think that, that hot yeah. beverages don't taste the same in a black mug. Yeah. So we've we made the insides it. white. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know which one you're going to get. Heavens knows. Producer Will doesn't know which one you're going to get, and he sends them out. Uh, what we do know is they're going to look great on the tree mug. And to win one, well, all you need to do is be observant about the clip you're about to hear from yesterday's show, because I'm going to ask you a question based upon it. And yesterday, well, we were talking bubbles, darling. Bubbles. Each of the three bottles of champagne still had the security tag on it. And the guy said, it won't hinder you from opening it, but I'm really sorry, I've not got my device. So to our friends who finally came over from Sunday uh, Rose, we look like the Bonnie and Clyde of yeah. Buses. I look like I've been on a massive <laughs> shoplifting spree. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and trying to kind of open the little tinfoil bit around. Yeah. I'd like to see Lewis Hamilton try and take yeah. that, Jane. I really would. <laughs> So, a nice easy one for you this morning. What was left attached to the three bottles of champagne from our Sunday roast party? That's what I want to know. What was left attached to the three bottles of champagne? Your names and your answers, please, to 8 12 15. That's 8 12 15. And as always, don't forget, you're playing for a mug. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show with Wix Trade Pro. Need some essentials for a job? With our click and collect service, you can pick them up from your local store in an hour's time. Wix, let's do it right safely. 6.24 on your Tuesday morning. Here comes the opportunity to win a mug and online one waiting patiently with hopefully the correct answer is Peter. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Dave. How you doing, my friend? Living the proverbial dream. Lovely stuff. <laughs> lovely stuff. <laughs> uh, what represents like the proverbial dream for you, Peter? What's on the agenda for today? Uh, a breakfast show mug. Oh, 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 confident. Yeah. I love it. OK, so to win it, tell me what was left attached to the three bottles of champagne delivered by the nice shop person? The security tag. It was the yes. security tag. Of course, my only follow-up question could be, Peter, have you ever stolen anything? <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say that the security tag on the bottle matches the one on my ankle. Oh! oh he's nice. tagged and he's gone, Mark. Very <laughs> nice. Uh, Peter, uh, what are you up to today? What's going to go on? What are you doing after you've won your mug? Uh, the school run, and then I've got a day off, so nothing oh. planned. I'm going to play FIFA. Oh! <laughs> have you got the new one, or are you still stuck on to 2021? Uh, it's like being on analogue. He's <laughs> <laughs> still got like Ray Parler on his team. Henri, <laughs> <laughs> get off the cover! What are you doing? You were great in your day. Uh, Peter, really nice having you on the show. Thank you very much indeed for tuning in. Enjoy the school run, FIFA, your day off, and your mug. And there'll be a chance for you to win a mug tomorrow morning. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast, Absolute Radio. Top of the morning to you. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show here on Absolute Radio, where real music matters, as does a weekly opportunity to find out how you're doing. Good mood, bad mood and why. 
We particularly enjoy the weird and wonderful reasons to why that might be the case. Mikey says, Dave, I'm in a good mood. I'm running on five hours sleep. I'm driving to work for a nice, easy day. So spirits are high. And then we have a thumbs up emoji. So mm. that's pretty impressive. Uh, Kenny says, Dave, I'm in a bad mood as the puppies will not go to the toilet in the rain unless someone goes with them. So I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. You know when you get a little peek behind the curtain of what our listeners are up to? Right now, Kenny is stood in the garden surrounded by puppies waiting them to do their business uh. whilst listening to us on Absolute 80s on the Absolute Radio app in his pyjama shorts and T-shirt. Uh, I guess wow. it makes it easier to go up against a lamppost if you're in pyjama shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's the puppies that yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, so, good mood or bad mood, 8 to 12, 15. More of these coming next. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. The big question is, do we find you in a good mood or a bad mood? That's what we're asking here on Absolute Radio. Early doors, 6.39. Uh, I'm in a bad mood. Mm. I saw something yesterday that made my stomach turn. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. I, t- I took Evie to a, a little kind of soft play session. Yeah. Um, 3pm in the afternoon, it kicks off within our age group, always a really fun time mm-hmm. um, and Miss Leah and the other staff there make it a really fun experience for an hour and I went along and as I say I normally have a really good time there it felt like a safe space to be in you know mm. with the other parents and the kids and I looked up and there it was in the corner of the room and I say my stomach turned a shiver went down my spine it had reopened it was the ball pit. Oh. Now that is where. What? That's where COVID nineteen started. Yeah, <laughs> famously in a yeah. ball pit in Wuhan. In Wuhan yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ball pits of Wuhan <laughs> by Dave oh, Berry. Five so stars, says the Guardian. I thought we'd never see them again. I thought they'd be consigned to the dustbin of history. I thought that this was a good time to just weed them out. Yeah, just say no more. All of the kids just saw it. and They were like. What, what, I vaguely remember this from being one. Yeah. What hmm. is this now? And yeah. so you kind of like, I tentatively picked up Evie and I just like Put dropped in her in. And she sunk germs. in and she thought, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we do this more often? As she took a ball off another little boy and then just rubbed it around <laughs> her gums yeah. and then passed it on to another little girl oh, who got in there. And it was just like, grim. oh. Oh, to see it's put me in a terrible mood. Uh, Matt, what about you? Good mood or bad mood? Uh, I'm in a good mood because gone is the battered old metal clothes horse of yesteryear. We now have a Lakeland heated clothes era. And it right, is okay. quite an amazing <laughs> thing. This has come out of left field it for me. It is amazing. It's so satisfying. Well, I, I just feel like I should... Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> okay, is it, does it deserve that? I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a clothes horse, but with heating inside it. Oh, my God. It's so good. I need something like that because we had a leak in our ceiling a couple of months ago, so we hired a big dehumidifier, which was like the size of R2-D2, and it was just (laughs) on 24 hours a day, and it was great, and although it was really loud, our clothes dried like that. It was incredible. The only downside was when you're watching TV, you just find that over the course of the evening, your face was just getting drier and drier, (laughs) or you'd be watching your pint of water just slowly going down. (laughs) And now it's gone, and our clothes are soaking wet, and I need that. I mean, you both look like Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. for about a week but yeah um, so oh congratulations good. oh it's so good especially on days like today soaking wet you've got the family's laundry to do just stick it on that heated era it's amazing right I, so I need one of these in my life so good I love it I love oh look it. you look so, so happy it's, it's and satisfied like, with it's it it's three tier it's huge is Ooh, it like I've a wedding cake so many years <laughs> of just hanging close to dry on doors and stuff like oh, that like a student no. that's what I've been oh, doing you know heavens no more. no no more not in Hastings I get 
time I've got wet jeans from the school run, stick them on the air. You're right. And then what, spend an hour just wearing your pants around yeah, the house? Yes. Yeah. Great, great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the imagery. Then jump in the ball pit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, I think there's... Um, <laughs> it's not, I'm going to just... Here we go. The there you go. Breakfast show with Wix Trade Pro. In the trade, get 10% off everything, including decking, fencing and paving as a Trade Pro member. Always cheaper with Wix Trade Pro. And once again, we find ourselves at the perfect point of a Tuesday morning to say, Matt Dyson, <laughs> what's going on out there? Oh, well, Dave, social media is dominated by the six-hour outage on Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp. I mean, as we heard in the news with Glenn, it's the big talking point from yesterday, uh, the faulty configuration change, which upset a lot of people. Don't say it out loud. It's too soon. It's too soon. Their favourite socials. I mean, I found out when I had an audio message from a mate, Ben. He was talking to me about the latest the series of uh, Four in a Bed on Channel 4, which was set locally in <laughs> St. Leonard's uh, Hotel there and I couldn't listen to it I was like what's going on what's going on then I found out it was because of the faulty configuration change the faulty configuration change I was trying to post a picture of my daughter sinking into the ball pit yes where I believe COVID-19 started (laughs) I wanted to put that on my stories I was unable to do that where were you the moment it happened exactly you were going to the post office to deliver thousands and thousands of Polaroids of that image (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly yeah Yeah, and you couldn't do it Uh, I mean Facebook had to announce it on Twitter, which feels like the the ultimate oh, embarrassment, oh. doesn't it? Go into the rival. Plus, that's Bevragino squared, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it really is, yeah. Facebook announcing it on Twitter. It's like uh, it's like us going on to like Radio Two to say sorry, there's some issues with our transmitter and DAB signals down for a while. Hey, we sorry, so we'd stay here. Uh, could the <laughs> guys just download our app? That'd be perfect. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. see you later. On. Have a great yeah, show. Yeah. Bye now. Cheers, bye. 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 So it's embarrassing going to the rivals and having to use the rivals. Awful. Uh, but great tweet, though, from uh, a guy called Patrick Woodcock, who said, uh, who retweeted this guy news about the WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram being down and just said, Why can it never be Teams? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. Why does oh, that never yeah. go down? Yeah. I mean, people working from home all over the country can uh, uh, relate to that sentiment. But one thing that is still going is TikTok, you'll be pleased to learn, uh, which is why I can bring you a clip of an African grey parrot <laughs> asking its smart speaker to order some pulled pork. <laughs> this is amazing. Bear with it. It's been viewed 14.6 million times around wow. the world, wow. this. And it's a talking parrot. So here he is. He does a few noises at first, and then he gets into it. Oh, Max. Here he comes. He's speak to Alexa now. Here he Alexa. comes. Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, he did a little laugh at the end there. So, Alexa, get pulled pork. Alexa. Get pork. You already have one your shopping. He just keeps ordering pulled pork. Yeah. And then he laughs. He laughs like a crazed old man. It's, it's strange. Like you remember, there was the time where you'd hear about like the EastEnders Christmas Day special, like Den and Angie. Yeah. It got like twenty million viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Only Fools and Horses. These things of legend where there'd be power outages because people boiled the kettle halfway through Coronation yes. Street during the ads. And, the or whatever. and now that power ordering pulled pork has got like half as many views. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think that's that 
make sense it. because I, I, why aren't we talking about parrots more often? Yes. I, well, they should, it, parrot, yeah. It's an animal that talks. <laughs> yeah. It's why isn't it in the news every day? Yeah, yeah. Some people are saying if, if animals can order pulled pork on Alexa, they should pay taxes. You know, that's because yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're clearly very intelligent and they can talk. Yeah. And this is another... There's a whole lot of tax avoidance in that clip there. You're right. <laughs> it really is, yeah. Alexa. That is your social ammo action. It's viral, it's trending, it's gaining track. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. 7.27 on your Tuesday morning, the warmest of welcomes. To the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. Hi, I'm Dave. And uh, listen, I'm one of those people, I'm not scared to admit. I've been drawn in by those headlines online, those clickbaity ones. Oh, yeah. You know, you've been doing this wrong your entire life. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have minded, but I was in the middle of doing it at the time. <laughs> Scientists reveal one simple way to melt away all your body fat. Yes. This man in, and he just so happens to be exactly where I live or where I am at that time. I even had this man in Malta earn oh. thousands of pounds with one simple trick. I was like, wow, wow I'm here now on holiday. Um, so what I thought we would do is uh, we would take all of the misery away from that and turn it into a fun feature. We're going to dedicate the next half hour of the show to this. So what we're going to do is have a game of clickbait conundrum. I want to give you a clickbait headline, a genuine one, and I want you to get your creative juices flying on your Tuesday morning. Top marks for the most entertaining answers. And so uh, let me get my phone. I found this one this morning, which I I think is perfect. Mm. Jennifer Aniston reveals the surprising pre-fame job she quit after one day. Ooh. Oh, I want to click on it, but I won't. <laughs> oh, Wait, so I want to click on it Hold so bad. <laughs> yes, I'm happy to accept all your cookies. Just show me, show me what Jennifer Aniston revealed was the surprising pre-fame job she quit after one day. Come on, the Dave Berry Breakfast Show because of outages yesterday on WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook. Many of us were spared our daily clickbait. But here on The Breakfast Show, we want to celebrate that with the clickbait conundrum. It is part of the world in which we now live, so why don't we make some entertainment out of it? That's what I say. And, um, well, I want to get your creative juices flowing with this piece of genuine clickbait, which has landed on my phone. And it says, Jennifer Aniston reveals the surprising pre-fame job she quit after one day. What could it be? I want your wild speculation first before I click on it and discover the answer. 8, 12, 15 is the number. I think she worked at an acid liquid company, but everyone kept calling her uh, Jennifer Gaviscon, so she, <laughs> so, she, so she quit. Sorry, she quit. Um, there were several options I could have used for the surname there, but I went with Gaviscon. Um, now, when I uh, popped along to the 24-hour jukebox with Bush and Ritchie, um, I, did, I bought a couple of breakfast show features with me. I bought five words, five grand, and I bought Ask Breakfast Anything, but it was Ask Home Time Anything, which is hashtag aha. Yeah, um, yeah, nice, yeah. And uh, I asked, what was the job you did before you were uh, radio DJs? Mm. It came in from a listener. And Bush used to blowtorch the top of frozen lasagnas in a factory. Did he? Yeah. That was <laughs> well, one of the jobs he had. That. He wasn't what employed to do it. He used yeah, to break yeah. in in the <laughs> night. <laughs> so I'd like to think also maybe she did that. Yeah. She quit after one day of doing that because Bush took over. But as I say, this is wild speculation. 8, 12, 15. Matt Dyson, what is the pre-fame job Jennifer Aniston quit after one day? HGV. 
driver. Right, okay. She was uh, dwindling pay and poor roadside conditions pushed her over the edge and she left the industry. Oh, what a backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a redemptive arc. Um, Glenmore? It, there's a number of things it could have been. She could have been a, a, a news correspondent based in Kazakhstan, Afghanistan, Jennifer Aniston. Um, yes. I, but if it's a surprising job, I think she was the person in Titanic who hits the propeller on the way down. <laughs> oh, wow. Quit after one day. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Now you say it. Uh, so there we go. Jennifer Aniston reveals the surprising pre-fame job she quit after just one day. Oh, I'm going to press it. I'm going to... I'm going to. It's baiting me and I'm going to click it. I am going to click it. <laughs> no. 8, 12, 15. I'm going to click it next. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show with Wix. Paint, flooring, tiles, doors, insulation and more besides. Whatever you need, we've got it covered. 7.50 on your Tuesday morning and here's the thing on The Breakfast Show. Let me just tell you this straight. You've been doing it wrong your entire life. I want to reveal to you a simple way to melt all of your body fat. A person who lives exactly where you live right now earns thousands of pounds with one simple trick. Yeah, it's clickbait. <laughs> and it's the clickbait conundrum on your Tuesday morning. So uh, this is a genuine piece of it. It says Jennifer Aniston reveals the surprising pre-fame job she quit after just one day. And I have not clicked on this. It's been 20 minutes I've been resisting. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like a hero to you all, aren't yeah. you? A real hero. Uh, so we've been speculating as to what that job could be at 8, 12, 15. Thank you to everybody who got in touch. You've got your creative juices flowing. Jennifer Aniston designed Friends Reunited in an ironic twist later appearing on the Friends Reunited reunion show, says Peter <laughs> in Hucknall. Nice. Thank you, Peter. She worked onto the floor of a bowling alley and would catch the bowling ball and run up <laughs> and push it back through to the player, speculates Kenny. Yeah. Milking beavers for vanilla extract. <laughs> Richard Lester, great name for the podcast. Yeah. And he adds, that's a true fact about the beavers, by the way. So, uh, yeah, you can get vanilla extract from a beaver, apparently. Jennifer Aniston quit her job as a washing machine salesperson for Ariston. Of course, Ariston. <laughs> yeah. Steve from Romford says, because the job went on and on, on and, and on. on. Yes. Um, now, Glenn, you're a bit of a wordplay king. Oh, thank you. And I've already bought uh, working for Gaviscon because mm. it sounds a bit like Aniston. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you? How do you feel about this? There's All no right, name yeah. on this. All right, yeah. You're going to be our, you're going to be our litmus test on okay. this. Here we go. I'm led to believe she worked cutting down Christmas trees for a short spell, conifer, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I heard those lines on its own, I would never have thought that sounds like Jennifer Aniston. If somebody but... said that on Mock the Week, <laughs> it might not make the end. <laughs> I respect the effort that's gone into that. Okay, conifer and it's gone. Okay, and Dan from Newcastle. (laughs) It gets better the more you say it, doesn't it? Do you know what? I I feel feel a pang of regret for playing the tumbleweed death knell sound effect after that one. So sorry, anonymous texter. I'm led to believe she worked cutting down Christmas trees for short spell, conifer and it's gone. Yeah, that's like what your your nan thinks her name is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's got that lovely conifer and it's gone in it. Oh, she's lovely. Uh, Dave, was she the Watford manager? It seems only fair that everybody takes a turn (laughs) from Dan in Newcastle. Thank you. So, it is time to reveal Jennifer Aniston's surprising pre-fame job she quit after one day. She was a... Bike messenger. 
Matt Dyson, tell us more yeah, about this. She did it for a day in New York City while she was working at a part-time job at her mum's work. They asked her to be a bike messenger for the day. She revealed it on The Tonight Show. Uh, apparently she just drove up and down uh, Fifth Avenue on a bike, uh, holding loads of stuff, and eventually just abandoned the bike and got in a cab. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could it be any more <laughs> The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thug Life Tuesday here on The Breakfast Show. Show. What are the wee little ways in which you like to stick it to the man? Yeah. Joining us right now, online one, it's Dominic. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Matt. How you doing? Good, very good. good, man. Dominic, first of all, happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. We were talking during that last song, so I believe, like myself, you're 28 this year. That's right, yeah, getting yeah. there. Oh, getting there, we're knocking <laughs> yeah. on 30, so what's yeah. wrong with you, Matt? Shut up, will you? Shut up. And I know she's not here, but shut up, Emma! Um, <laughs> Dominic, uh, what are you going to be doing to celebrate? Uh, I'm off to play darts with the wife this morning and then a bit of lunch. Oh, a game of darts with darts your partner in the and then lunch? I've never known it as a what a, sport. They, is, that's not your thug life, is it? <laughs> darts yeah. in the AM! Play it whenever yeah. I want. Um, so, listen, I believe that it's not you bringing the thug life with your early morning game of the arrows. Oh, no, it's your son, Noah. Tell everybody what he does and why he's living the thug life. So, Noah has decided that he um, will not break the Kit Kat as he's supposed to, and he just opens it and bites it like a normal chocolate bar. <laughs> Listen, Dominic, great having you on. Send our love to your wife and to your son, Noah. He's living the thug life. Have a great birthday. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers. Dom. Take care now, man. Wow. That's the thug life happening on your Tuesday. Join in, 8, 12, 15. What small ways in which you're sticking it to the man. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. What are the ways in which you stick it to the man? 8, 12, 15. Hi, Dave. Hi, team. I use my company fuel car to fill up my work van, and then I use various apps to collect points from different garages, and then I use those points to get cheaper fuel for my car. Hashtag yes. mic drop, hashtag dab, hashtag big roll. <laughs> in the nectar like a honeybee. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have my one to proceedings right now. Uh, when we were on holiday, week before last, in yeah. Malta, uh, we ate from the same place four nights in a row and we had it delivered to the room. And that's not even the thug life thing. <laughs> on night one, right, night one I ordered yeah. my, what I wanted. Yeah. Night two, I then ordered a different thing from the same right. menu. Okay. Then... Night three was the best of night one and night two combined. Ooh. And then night four was the best of the stuff that didn't make the previous night's <laughs> delivery. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I did. That Thug life. It's called Rickshaw. <laughs> Asian <laughs> Fusion! Yes. <laughs> um, nice. Matt Dyson, what have you got Thug Life On wise? a very different level, uh, I get a glass of water at the IKEA canteen checkout, yeah? yeah? I fill it up with water, but then on the second drink, I only go and fill it up with lemonade from the fountain like a Swedish fizzy drink-loving bad boy. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, living the dream. Dangerous. Living the living thug life. Uh, Glenmore. I stole a car. Glenn seems to have ruined another feature. Uh, he's gone too far. Um, okay, we'll have to end that there. That was fun for a while, wasn't it? That was, uh, yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Mm. It's no fun for anyone involved in that. Refresh your floors for less with Windsor Light Oak Laminate Flooring. Was £11 a square metre, now just £9 a square metre. Tuesday used to be a bit meh. It's just Tuesday. But then that all changed with the invention of Thug Life Tuesday. And now it is one of the greatest days of the week as we learn how you, yes you, stick it to the man at 8.12.15. Lawrence says, Dave, I do print design. And sometimes when my boss asks me to move something just a little bit to the left and I feel like they're making changes just for the sake of making changes, I don't move it at all. And then I accept their smile when they go, hmm, nice changes, Uh, Lauren. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Darren, I use my middle finger to clock in and out. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> um, now, Pauline Featherstone, what a thug. I went to Costa this morning, Dave, and I got a sausage bap. They asked if I wanted sauce. I got a sachet of HP. I ate the bap bear, bruv. <laughs> Pocketed the sauce. Oh. Proper thug life. Hashtag bapping. Hashtag OG <laughs> with no G. <laughs> oh, yes. That's how we do it. Pocket the sachet. <laughs> Hi, Dave and everyone. My corporate canteen charges extra for jam with porridge. What? Well, not on my watch. No. I had a little bit of porridge, then I had the jam, followed by a concealing layer of porridge on top. Screw you, corporate world. (laughs) Hashtag jam theft. (laughs) Hashtag I'm jamming from Chris. Jamming. No G. (laughs) Strictly OG. No G for the OG. On your Thug Life Tuesday. Thank you very much indeed. We'll be doing this again next week. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show with Wix. Beat the leaves in the autumn clutter with our range of leaf blowers, power vacs, and chainsaws. Good morning. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. And with that in mind, last week I had the opportunity to sit down with a musician, producer, director, and now author. His name is Dave Grohl, and I want to talk to him about his latest project, The Storyteller, Tales of Life and Music. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with a true legend. And I began by asking Dave an autobiography. Why now? You know, last year, we had finished making the Foo Fighters record, Medicine at Midnight, and it was our 25th anniversary last year. So we were getting ready to do this world tour. We were going to take the show on the road, do stadiums all over the world. And then everything shut down, right, in March of last year. And I'm creatively restless all the time. I always need something to do. I always come up with some sort of project. So when everything stopped, I was just, like, left with absolutely nothing to do, and I panicked. I thought, what do I have to do? I can't just like make lasagna for my kids five nights a week. I have to, <laughs> I have to be able to do something. So I started this Instagram page. It was called, uh, 
it was at Dave's True Stories. Thank and I just started writing these little short stories about these incredible experiences I've had for no reason other than to have something to do, but also give people like maybe six or seven minutes of joy in an otherwise very dreary day. Um, after a few of those stories, I thought, okay, well, I, I think we're going to be here a while. You know, and nobody knew how long this this lockdown, how long everything would be closed and shut down. So, um, so I thought, well, maybe it's time to write a book. And I'd been asked to write a book before and I'd considered writing a book before, but I never had the time. So I just started writing and I, I, you know, I didn't write in any chronological order. I was writing in this short story format and, um, had a great editor and we, she would assign me stories and I would write them and send them back. And it was so much fun. I loved it. Both of my parents were writers. My father was a writer. My mother was a creative writing teacher. So, um, you know, the act or the art of sitting down and writing, I've always loved, but I just never had the time to do it. So I did. Well, well done to you. And it's quite the read. Although, uh, Dave, some years ago uh, on an MTV show that I was hosting, you helped me wax the legs of a 19 year old lad from the studio audience. And I am shocked that, that has not made the final edit of your book. I wrote an entire chapter about uh, that, about waxing, uh, but it didn't make the cut. Next book, Storyteller 2. Or I'll just write an entire book on waxing strangers' legs on MTV. I could do that, too. Um, no, but that, it really, honestly, it was a challenge to decide what to put in the book because there's no way. I mean, I was 350 pages in. Actually, I was about 300 pages in, and I hadn't even mentioned the Foo Fighters yet. Wow, okay. Like, I'd gotten that far, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is, I've been in this band for 26 years, and I haven't written one lick in this book about my friends. So then I had to go. But then I realized, like, you know, there's no way to put it all into one book. So we had to frame it in a way that it made sense in the arc of the story. So, Well, I'd be interested, particularly as you mentioned, you, you, you know, your parents were writers, uh, you know, the process, as it were. Was it a case of sticking post-it notes with kind of buzzwords up on the wall? And did those buzzwords relate to specific stories? When you realized you wanted to make this into a book, were there the Dave Grohl top three? That has to go in from Nirvana. That has to go in from the Foos. This about being at high school. I made a list of 30 or 40 stories that I would write for my Instagram page. And I mean, it ranged every, from like getting into a car accident when I was young, and that's a hilarious story to, you know, deeper, more personal things. And um, so when I, when I, when I signed up to, to write the book, I just handed the list to my editor and I said, okay, you tell me what you want. And she would just assign me a couple of stories and say, all right, you have two weeks to write those three stories, go. And I would write them. And I didn't really, I couldn't imagine the the structure of the book yet. I was just writing these things. and But yes, I mean, obviously, there's some things that were very important to the story. Joining Nirvana, um, seeing my first concert when I was young, um, the people in my life that, have, uh, that I've lost that I was really close to, uh, becoming a father. It's like all of these things, I knew they had to be in the book. I just wasn't sure how they would be sorted out. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, some of it was really easy. And most of these stories I've told a thousand times to all my friends and they're sick of them. You know, they're sick of <laughs> hearing about the time I was hitting the head with a golf club or sick of hearing about the time I got to play drums with Iggy Pop. Or sick of hearing, like, there's so many of these oh, stories. Oh, not the swing people. dance with ACDC again, Dave, for heaven's sake. I mean, yes, you listen. wrote a song with one of the Beatles. We know that, Dave. <laughs> you have to imagine. <laughs> 
But as I'm writing these things, I'm like, oh God, I hope someone doesn't know this story. <laughs> the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. When you talk about that, you know, the, the kind of serious, weightier things that 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 you know come come to us in life, which are the the untimely deaths of people that you love. And and on the opposite side of that, you have the birth of your children. You know, I'm I'm a father to a little girl, one of the most incredible moments, and all parents will know that. Um, did you find that quite a therapeutic experience? Did you did you find it uh, helpful to put it down in print, so to speak? Did it feel nice to to let that that out there for people to read and and, and hear how you were feeling inside? Yes, absolutely. I mean, the one the the chapter, the piece about losing uh, my best friend Jimmy, <clears throat> losing Kurt, um, losing my father. I waited, that, that was the last piece that I wrote because I was afraid to write it, you know? And, and in a way I sort of knew what everyone wanted me to write and I didn't want to do that. So I was just trying to figure out, okay, how am I gonna write this particular piece? And I waited, um, it was the last thing I wrote. And when I hit send on it, I realized oh, I've just written a book and I'm finished. And so it was a really emotional experience, mm -hmm. but yes, I mean, you know, as you're, as you're writing these things, um, you're seeing your your feelings, or you're seeing your thoughts on paper, and it's a, it 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 gets it has a new life. You know, it's almost like hearing yourself speak back. And uh, some of it was was kind of tough, but you know, I had I read the book for the audio book. You know, like the the audio book that you can oh, also. Yeah. I'm buy. a massive fan of audio books. Right? I've, I've never listened to an audio book okay. in my life, but I had to do one. So I had right. to write the entire book. I mean, read the entire book. It was really hard, man. Like it was just me and a microphone and a box of, of tissues. <laughs> so there were parts where I honestly felt like, you know, the studio engineer was my therapist and it was, it got ugly. It got a little, it got a little ugly, but I'm, you know, I feel good that I let it out. For sure. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Talking of kind of looking back, and that, that's part of the book, um, the fact that uh, Nevermind has celebrated its 30th anniversary, particularly as, you know, it's such a seminal album and it's, it's loved by so many people. It's a game changer around the world. But for you, Dave, being in the band, does it feel like 30 years ago or is it a case where it just feels like yesterday? It feels like lifetimes ago. I feel okay. like I've lived a few lifetimes since then, but I don't necessarily feel any different than I did then. I was 22 when that record came out. And, you know, I, I, I feel 22 until I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, I'm not 22 anymore. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you know, it it's become, to me, Nirvana really was three people with, with some instruments that made a big noise and we drove around in vans and we played in clubs and we did things like that. And then it became something else. So my, you know, I look at Nirvana much differently than someone else might, but you know, it's become such a, a big part of popular culture. So everywhere I go, I see it. I mean, I'll, I'll walk down the street and I'll see a, you know, a 12 year old kid in a Nirvana t-shirt and then I'll get in the car and a Nirvana song comes on. And then, you know, every five years there's an anniversary and, and I talk about it and, and I love talking about it. It's great. Um, so it's kind of taken on this much larger life than it did when we were just three guys driving around in a van. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm 52 years old now. 
I, and, and back then, I, I never imagined that I would still be here doing this still 30 years later. I mean, I, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm, I might uh, need to sort of branch off and find another line of work. I've been here too long. It's time for the gold watch. What are we doing? Don't, don't do that. Don't say that. The fans will be up in arms. I've got to protect myself in the studio with you saying things like that. What about, you know, you talk about seeing 12-year-olds wearing Nirvana t-shirts. I see that myself all of the time. What about when you hear Smells Like Teen Spirit come on the radio or something like that? Does it evoke special memories for you? Or do you hear those songs so frequently because they are omnipresent that it just kind of washes over you in a way, if that's not a stupid thing to say? <laughs> no, no. I mean, well, listen, when I hear a Nirvana song on the radio, I remember what it felt like sitting in the chair as we were recording it. Like, I remember <clears throat> when Butch Vig said, like, OK, we're rolling. And then it's like, wow, and I, and I wacko, gacko, gacko, gacko. like I remember, I can see it in my head as we were doing it. I was facing oh. the control room and I could see Butch and Kurt was over there and Chris was over. So when I hear those songs, I have a much more sort of like vivid personal memory of, of, of how it was made and when we made it. Um, so there, there, you know, there was a long time where a song would come on and I would just turn it off. I don't want to hear that. I, I don't want to hear that. Bring back like really difficult memories. Ooh. But now, you know, like I'll be driving with my kids in the car and um, a Nirvana song will come on and they'll start singing it and they know the words and we don't listen to it at home, you know, <laughs> but somehow it's become a part of their lives now. And it's cool. Actually, there was one day, this is really beautiful. There was one day when we were driving and a Nirvana song came on and my daughter Harper, who's 12 years old, she said, she said, dad, how old were you when you we're in this band. I said, well, uh, I, I was probably 21 or 22 when we recorded it. It was Come As You Are. And she was singing along with the song. And she said, what was Kurt like? And I said, well, I said, he was really, he was very sweet. You know, he was, he, he's kind of shy, you know, a little reserved and, and uh, could be sort of quiet. And she said, wow, was he shy to uh, people he didn't know or to people he did know? And I said, well, a little bit of both. And she said, she said, wow, that's that's really interesting that someone that could be so shy could write these songs and stand in front of hundreds of thousands of people and sing them. And I thought, what a beautiful insight for a 12 year old who's also a little shy hmm. to, you know, to consider that. But but it was really cool because she, you know, she was asking me about about my life then because she wanted to understand it through the music. I thought it was very, very cool. But I'm watching so them crazy. experience it and learn it now. And it's it's crazy. It's it's this a, a whole entire, a, an entirely different generation 30 years later who still will listen to that record and feel the same as, as a kid did back then. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Last time you join us on the show, uh, we asked you to describe one of the biggest nights out the band had ever had in just four words. And you did a fantastic job with Be Careful of Iceland, <laughs> uh, which is great. So we can't let you go without another little round of this. Uh, the only rule is I'm not allowed to ask any follow-up questions. Okay. So in four <clears throat> words, describe the most insane moment in a hotel. This is hard because I was up until five in the morning last night. <laughs> uh, don't break the windows. Okay, oh. that's all I'm going to say. That's all I can say right now. Oh, okay. No follow-up questions not allowed. Um, in four words, give us the most salacious celebrity whisper. 
You don't have to include any names, but something you may have heard okay. on the circuit um, about a fellow musician or an actor. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> Is that what you had to say to him or her when you witnessed it? <laughs> I don't know what you... What's, no follow-up. No follow-up. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. And finally, I wanted to leave this on a really nice positive note. Dave, in four words, the happiest moment of your life. I became a father. Dave Grohl, the storyteller, Tales of Life and Music, is out now in hardback, ebook, and on audiobook, read by the great man himself. Dave, it is always a pleasure to see you, uh, even if it's in this kind of zoomy way. And congratulations uh, on, on, on a fantastic book and, you know, such an incredible life. And, and there are so many highs in here there are so many emotional touching moments this is a book that's got thrills and it's got a real heart so i'm really pleased that you did this and this is another one of the few things we can put down as a positive from covid19 and a global lockdown dave Grohl, i'll see you on the other side my friend take care Thanks, dave. it's good to see you take care yeah man take care. the dave berry breakfast show podcast absolute radio and there you go. Tuesday morning's breakfast show wrapped up in a nice little bow. Thank you ever so much for joining us. We leave you, of course, as always, with a brand new, fresh edition of the Dave Berry Breakfast Show daily podcast, available from wherever you get your pods. But what shall it be named? Matt. Mm. The ball pits of Wuhan. <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. Forget the wet markets. It was all about the soft play. As I witnessed firsthand. <laughs> Alexa, get pulled, pork! <laughs> oh, good parrot impression. Thank you. Not breaking the Kit Kat. Oh, yeah, gangster move. Hashtag bapping with no G. <laughs> or conifer and it's gone. Oh, that was a low point. I think the ball pits of Wuhan, really. That yes. has to be the one. Okay, the podcast you are looking for is named The Ball Pits of Wuhan. And know this, we'll be back tomorrow at 6am. So until then, please do stay safe, try and stay entertained. Arrivederci. He came, he saw, he tried to conquer, but alas, we've told him to come back tomorrow and try again. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio.